Like a Harland Highway Riding out on a horse in a star-spangled rodeo Okay, I just stole the lyrics from a great Glenn, Glenn Campbell song and applied them to the opening titles of my show. Uh, lawsuit. Hello. Copyright infringement. Um... T- Wait, what am I saying? No, um, no. Uh, hey, what? Why would I set myself up? Uh, welcome everybody to the Harland Highway. It's me, Harland Williams. I've got space madness, Stimpy, you idiot. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, crazy show today. Um, we're gonna open the show with a, a wild experience I had wandering the streets in the middle of the night. And um, I'll let you hear what happened, but this this is some live recordings of me out in the streets of a big city, and uh, I get confronted with a very interesting situation that that turned into a very sweet situation. Also, we're going to be taking some uh, phone calls from you guys, and a big debate over tipping or not tipping when you go out to eat dinner. So tip your face. It's the Harland. Highway! Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce... The Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like, anyway? Oh, he's an angel. He's an angel straight from heaven. You're going to need a bigger potion. You're listening to Harland Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face and a reason why? Oh, man, what do you expect? The guy's a gigolo, man. <laughs> It's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. You just don't turn it off. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? I'm still alive. Well, I'll tell you what I won't give you, you muckers. I won't give you the satisfaction of saying that I'm sorry. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money's worth, believe me. Okay, okay, okay. Let let's start the show. This is an interesting story. This this is one of these weird things that happened to me recently. I I traveled to another city, and uh, you know sometimes when I travel, I have trouble sleeping. You know, because I traveled to the East Coast. I traveled. I I live in California. I went over to the East Coast. Suddenly, I'm in a different time zone, and I'm all discombobulated. Oh my God. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, I had one of these restless things where I, I woke up at three in the morning and I was just rolling around in bed and I'm trying to trick myself that I'm going to fall back asleep and finally I'm like, ah, oh, screw it. And I, I said, I'm not going to play this game. I'm not letting uh, sleep win or lack of sleep win. So I just got up and it was kind of chilly and I'm like. I'm going to go walk the street. I'm going to go find some breakfast. I'm going to find a 24-hour drugstore and get some throat lozenges or something. So I do this. It's dark out. There's hardly anyone on the street. It's chilly. It's like, uh, you know, 4.35 in the morning. I'm wandering by myself. I got a hoodie on. I find a drugstore. I buy some Hall's Mentholiptus. Because that mentholiptus burns through the cold, doesn't it? 
It's like fumes, like sucking on exhaust fumes. And, and then I get lucky. I find a little place that's open early and serving up some brekkie. So I go and have a nice, tasty little brekkie. And I'm walking back towards the hotel. And as I get near the hotel, I start hearing like this out-of-control screaming and like wailing. And I'm like, what the hell is, what? what? And all of a sudden, I, I look over across this intersection all the way down the street. And I see like uh, somebody up against the wall of a building just wailing. And I'm, 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 I'm like, whoa, this is weird. And they're screaming really loud. And I thought, well, you know, I like unusual things. I'll put the recorder on and I'll go over there and I'll record the, the person. I, I At this point, I, I labeled them the night screamer because I didn't know who they were. I didn't know what the situation was. I just It was night and I heard someone screaming and I thought I'll go, I'll, I'll wander over and record it and see see what the dealio is. So so here's me kind of out in the street approaching the situation. Okay, I'm walking the street and I hear a screamer, crazy night screamer, homeless person. And I'm moving in for the record. See if we can get some madness. So you can start to hear the screaming. As I get closer, and I realize it's a it's a it's a woman in a wheelchair. She's just crying. Rambling. Tears covered down her face. Are you okay, ma'am? And here's where the story gets a little fascinating to me and takes a weird turn. Because I realize after the fact that this becomes a, a study or a lesson to me in human behavior and, and human uh, compassion and, and just the, 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 the human condition, the, 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 the built-in, I, I believe we all have this, the, the built-in need to protect and care for our fellow human beings when they're in peril. So I approached this person. I, originally, I thought it was a man. I thought it was just a, you know, you've seen these guys, they wander down the street and they're yelling and they're swearing and, you know, they're angry. And, and, and I thought, oh, this would be interesting to just catch the rant. Like, my my sister eats chocolate bars. I want to I wanna throw a fish at the president. You know, that type of stuff, right? But then when I got up to this this woman, and she was like a chubby uh, black woman, probably in her 40s, and uh, and I realized now she wasn't just a crazy person. She, she, I mean, I think she had some mental illness, to be honest, because she, I don't know, the fact she was in a wheelchair in the middle of the night on a street and, and screaming, almost speaking in tongues, it sounded like. But my curiosity... Uh, from finding a guy that was just a kind of a spectacle, switched gears, and uh, almost instinctually, uh, automatically went into, um, you know, uh, th- this person's in peril. How can I help them? How, how can how can I, I I help this person that just the, the tears running down her face and and the, you can hear it in her voice this. This uh, this woman is is in almost in agony, and and it just like went it was like an arrow right into my heart, and suddenly I became protective of this woman, and I wanted to like 
care for this woman. And I was suddenly doing like damage control. And, uh, and so, uh, I, I, I started talking to her to try and get, get the info here. Here it is. I did not ride to go home to go to my house. I'm not going to go to my house. You need a ride? A ride, please. A taxi? A taxi, a ride, a ride. Where's your house? I live at 111 Chestnut. University of University. Not too far from here, they say. Can you, if we get a taxi, can you get up and please. get in the taxi? Yeah, please. Let's see what we can find. You help me go, Brazil. Yeah, let's find a. Let's get you a taxi going. Come on. Yeah. It's cold out. Let's Let's see if we can wave. See if we can wave down a taxi. I can't help you, buddy. I'm helping her right now. Sorry. And so you, you can hear the desperation and, and the need in her voice. And then when it rains, it pours. I don't know if you caught that. But in the middle of trying to sort out what this, this lady who was destitute needed, out of nowhere, a guy showed up on the sidewalk, a homeless guy, giving me some kind of yarn that he needs to pay for a parking meter or something. And this guy was clearly homeless as well. And he was trying to pull one of his little scams. And, I, and I'm like, dude, I'm 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 in the middle of something here. I I can't. Did, did you catch him here? I'll play it again for you. Taxi. I can't help you, buddy. I'm helping her right now. I'm sorry. And then I was almost in disbelief because again, you remember, it's like five in the morning. There's no one around. And suddenly this guy appears from nowhere, and and he's he's trying to. He's got his little thing he needs. And he totally disregards the, the lady who's wailing and crying and he just beelines right to me. So I had to, I had to, you know, fluff this guy off and get back to the, uh, the situation at hand, the night screamer. And I, I don't mean to call her that, but th- that was the name I came up with already. Yeah, let's see. I'm not seriously trying to figure out what language this is. Yes, my head. I'm like baffled. Are you with her? Now another she just needs guy a walks taxi up. to get home. So I'm gonna. Are you waiting for a taxi already? Uh, she has needs somebody a... called you a taxi already? No. No, I'm trying to. Find... Wait, I'm waiting for one. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm gonna look on the corner, okay? See if I see a taxi. Hang on. Okay, so this guy looks like he came out of the office building. This was a young, like, 24-year-old dude, and. Uh, he, once I establish I'm looking for a taxi, he leaves. I walk to the corner. I look down the other street. There's four taxis sitting on the curb. And I'm whistling. And, and the, the, the guy in the first cab's just totally ignoring me. <coughs> I can't tell if he's asleep. He's looking, playing on his phone. I'm whistling. And nothing. So uh, I, I, I get frustrated. And I'm like, why isn't this taxi coming? 
and 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 now uh, you know the, the night screamer starts chiming in on on the whole thing again, and I'm like, ah, oh. you know, she's getting all fired up. Start. Hang on one sec. Speaking in tongues. There's a taxi right right around the corner. I'm gonna see if they'll come up here. Okay? I don't, I, don't. I, don't I, don't I don't know what she's saying. Hang on one minute. Oh, God. Poor thing. Boy, this lady's out of control. She's in a wheelchair. It's a elderly black lady. I can't figure out what she's saying. But uh, she def definitely needs some help here. Walking up to a taxi. See if I can uh, get some help. So I walk up to the cluster of taxis, and I'm the first guy. I, I bend down, and I'm I'm like looking at his window, and I'm waving, and he barely even looks up at me. I was like, okay, taxi, you don't, you don't want to pick up a fare, okay? It was just kind of bizarre. So I, I went I went to the next taxi in line and uh, which is totally breaking taxi protocol. You don't do that, right? But I was like, screw it, this lady needs some help. So I went down the line to the next guy. Hello. Hello. Hey, I have a lady just around the corner in a wheelchair. Can you get her over to Chestnut Street? Chestnut? Yeah. This, this guy's looking at me like I just made up the street. It's Chestnut Street. Hello? What's that? No, but she's, uh, I think she needs some help, so I'll give you some money if you can take her over to her house. Okay, no problem. No problem? Okay. She's just around this corner right here, the first oh. corner. I'll, I'll meet you there. Thank you. So this guy agrees. I go running back. All right, I think we have a taxi. I'm going to go back and see if... The night screamer's still there. She's just it's like five in the morning. She's screaming. Yeah, she's still there. Let's see what happens right now. Okay, so now we're coming up on the end of the whole scenario. And uh, I finally get the taxi over to her. And all of a sudden, it gets a little weird. Suddenly, she starts like bartering. With all the money. Take a listen to this. All right, I think we have a taxi for you, love. Huh? I'll give you money. That's okay. What's your address? 111 Chestnut. 111 Chestnut? Yeah. So now the taxi's pulling up. He says it's 111 Chestnut. How much would that cost, sir? So I tell the guy. She starts throwing out prices. If I give you like uh, forty dollars, would that work? No, 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 no. This said about ten dollars. I'm talking to the cabbie right now. She's yelling from the sidewalk. All right, I'll give the money to him. How much, sir? Yeah, it's taken. Yeah. See, now there's where it just got weird again. It's five in the morning. There was 90 taxis around the corner. I'm dealing with, I got a screaming woman in a wheelchair. And once again, out of nowhere, some guy comes, appears on this empty sidewalk at five in the morning, comes right to my cab 
and says, is this cab taken? I'm like, where are all these people coming from at five in the morning? And why are they all gravitating to us? Clearly, you can see all the cabs over there. Why, why are you coming to me? And then meanwhile, the night screamer's like, I'm trying to give the cab driver 40 bucks. She's going, oh, no, 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 no. Just give him five. Give him 10. And I'm like, what do you care? I'm just trying to get you home. I'm giving the guy as much money as I can to make sure. I don't know where you live. I want to make sure he gets you all the way home. And, you know, after four miles goes, well, that's $10. Get out. So I thought I'll give I'll give the guy extra money just to make sure that he gets her all the way home. And then take a listen to this. She she's still going at it with the money thing. One 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 chestnut. Okay, I'm gonna give him twenty twenty five dollars. No 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 no. Give me ten dollars. Tell you give me ten. Let's see what you say. All right, I'll give him ten. I'll give him 10. She says 10. I'll give you 20, but she says 10. Yeah. Okay. Let's just $10. Yeah. Okay. You want to get in? There you go, sir. Thank you. Okay. Come on, love. You're going home, okay? You get in there. Take care of her, sir. Thank you. You all right? So, so now I'm telling lies. I, I, I literally had to tell white lies to, to this this lady. I, I gave the, the cab driver 20 bucks. I wanted to give him 40, but she kind of weaseled it down to 20. And, and now I had to lie to her that it was only 10. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm five in the morning. I'm lying to a screaming homeless lady in a wheelchair. And she should be saying, give me more money. Yes, ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yes. Ten dollars. That's all he's got. Yeah. How much is that? Ten dollars, right, sir? All right. You be good, okay? She checks with the guy. I'll pray for you. You get home safe, okay? All right, baby. You be good. He says something as a prayer. God is not the one who answers prayer. You bet. He lives in life where there's no answer. You can answer anybody anymore. Almighty God. And, and then as we get towards the end of this whole ordeal, it got kind of sweet. I finally got her in the back of the cab. I asked the guy to take her home. And God bless her. She starts praying for me. And she had such a look of, of uh, gratefulness on her face. And she was just so sweet. And uh, it, it's like I said, it all plays into most of this stuff just kind of washed over me without even thinking about it. And that's, that's one of the real pleasant parts of being a human being is, you know, with, with all the mischief we get into and all the trouble we cause, and sometimes we're guilty of being bad people, but, but it, it's really nice when without even thinking about it, you realized we're hardwired to do good things and help one another. And it, it just kind of took over, and we got uh, this lady on her way. In your situation, you man up, you're going to have to man up, die. Reaching up to God. Reaching up to God. That's what we're doing here today. You won't die. He's going to take you home. Thank you, sir. Okay. What's your name? Harlan. Harlan? Yes. What's your name? Mildred. Mildred, go home. Get some sleep. Bye, baby. We got her in the car. Mildred. Great name. Wonderful. Okay. Wow, what an ordeal. We got her. We got her in a cab. 
she was screaming out of control. She didn't want to give the cab driver more than $10. I gave the cab driver 20 and off she goes. What a crazy world. William's out. And there you go, gang. There's my late, and there comes the garbage truck in the background. And that's my late night ordeal that, that started off with a, a fascination of somebody screaming and yelling and, and turned into an act of, uh, of kindness for a complete stranger. And, uh, and it, I was happy to do it. It was so, it was so nice to see, I mean, it, it, this woman was just lost completely out of her element. And to, to, to know that she was being taken care of and driven uh, to, to a place she called home was, was great stuff for me. So Mildred, I'm uh, sending you all my best wishes, and uh, I, I certainly hope that uh, you're okay, and uh, there's someone someone there uh, looking after you, and uh, everything's going to be fine. Uh, and thank you for, for opening my eyes up to, uh, you know, as I said, a, uh, a, a peek inside not only uh, my own heart, but what I consider to be the hearts of most people. I feel that what happened with me and Mildred is reflective of the, the, the response that almost any human being would have. So there you go. Adventures in the wee hours of the morning on a restless, sleepless night. And maybe, maybe that was God's plan. Maybe that's why God didn't let me sleep that night. Maybe he kept me tossing and turning so I could get my ass up out of bed, wander the streets, and help a fellow human being in need. You work in mysterious ways, God. But when it turns out good like that, we'll take it every time. Hallelujah. Hello? Hello? Have you checked the children? Hey, Harlan, this is Bobby Wheeler, Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for playing my voicemail on your podcast, the one about languages. Yeah, that really made my day, and I told all my friends to listen in. Um, uh, have a good one. Chicken chow mein. Hello? Hello? Hi, Harlan. I just wanted to talk to you about tipping at a restaurant. I was looking on my Facebook feed and looking at the news segment about a receipt that was posted somewhere on the Internet that got viral. A guy left a little note in the tip section that said, one hour for food, zero tip. Everybody on the Internet was saying uh, tip shaming, you know, like this guy is a jerk for not leaving a tip. And don't shoot the messenger because the server is doing the best that they can to bring it to you. It's not their fault that the food wasn't cooked in good time. Well, I had a bit of thinking to do about this, and I thought I'd share it with you. And I usually tip, but if food takes a long time or my experience is bad, I won't tip. And I don't feel bad about it either because it's up to the business to make sure that the customer has a good experience at the restaurant. That way, I will return with more tips. If I tip in the moment and had a bad experience, I will never come back. And it's lose-lose for everybody. In the moment, sure, they have the tip they wanted. That's fine for them in the moment. 
but there's more money to be had if I come back again. And I feel like people overlook that when it comes to tipping. And maybe it's controversial because a lot of people on the Internet, they really seem to think this guy was a big jerk for leaving this note behind. I'd like to get your thoughts on this. If you don't mind speaking about it on your show, I'd greatly appreciate it. All right. You have yourself a nice day, Harlan Williams. All right. I will have myself a nice day. Thank you. And you ready for my answer? What? Which way am I going to go? D- d- am I with you or am I against you? Do, 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 do. I, sir, agree with you 100%. Yes, tip shaming my ass. Okay, you're, you're absolutely right. You're going into a restaurant and you are paying for a service. You're paying for food. You're paying for that food to be prepared well, to come to your table hot. And part of the, the chain that makes it all happen is the server and the chef and the dishwasher and the busboy. And everyone in a restaurant is kind of judged on their performance. It's one of those live-in-the-moment things where you're judged on your performance. And uh, I totally agree. If, if I get lousy service, why am I inclined to reward that person? I get my food cold. I get my food late. I get the wrong order. I get a, Sometimes you get a waiter with an attitude. Sometimes you, you get a waiter that makes you feel like, uh, you know, you, uh, you disserviced them by even showing up. Um, waiters uh, perform a function. They're trained to perform a function. They're paid to perform a function. And that function is to be prompt and courteous and polite and get your order right and get it on your table hot and fresh. And yes, sometimes things slow down. Sometimes orders get mixed up, but you can kind of tell when there's been an honest mistake. But you can also tell on the same note when when a waiter isn't exactly present or a waiter isn't doing a good job or a waiter is ignoring you or a waiter is kind of, uh, you know, putting you at the back of the line, not showing any concern or courtesy. What, you're going to reward that? No, 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 no. That's why at the end of the day, even though it's minimum wage, waiters get paid underneath their tipping. That's their safety net in case, for whatever reason, they get someone that doesn't tip, even if they're doing a great job. Because, you know, sometimes you get those people. You could have the best waiter in the world, and some people are just stingy, you know? They're frugal. They're misers. You could have a waiter or waitress jumping through hoops. I'm like, well, I'm not tipping. They're getting minimum wage. They're getting paid. I used to be that guy, by the way. But it wasn't because I was an, uh, an asswad. It was because I didn't understand it when I was, like, in college and, and stuff. When I, was, when I was a younger guy, I, I just said, oh, someone's doing a job. They're getting paid. That, that, why, why would I ever tip them? Why would I give them money on top of their money? And I didn't understand it. And so I, I blatantly would never tip. This went on until I was probably, like, 18 or something. 
And then as I kind of got out in the world and started to understand, I was like, oh, okay, I get it, okay. And then, you know, I've tipped ever since, obviously, but I'm with you, buddy. Don't tip shame me. I'm paying for a service. It, it, it's like any service. If you, if you take your car to get the tire changed and uh, the guy forgets to put a, a tighten the bolts on your wheel and your wheel falls off, are you going to drive back to the shop and say, hey, great job. You know, I lost three of my kids when the minivan rolled, but hey, great job. At least you put the tire on, okay, guy? I know you didn't put all the bolts back on, but you got the tire on, and that's that's hard. That's tough to do. You, how's your back? Do you think you can make it to my kid's funeral? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm with you, guy. I'm with you, and 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 I've been there. I've been in the, in that industry. I was I was a busboy once. I don't have any entitlement issues. I, I I totally and firmly believe in you do a good job, you get rewarded. And all those people that were tip shaming, I don't know what world they live in. Maybe they live in some kind of entitlement world where just because you show up and you put some lipstick on and comb your hair, you deserve a tip. No, you, you got to earn that tip. And by the way, here's here's the thing. Like you said, you know, if they do a good job, you're going to go back and the, and the place is going to continue to make money. But also what I, I don't think you mentioned is a lot of times when someone does, does a great job and puts in the extra effort and gives you that extra smile and, and takes that extra beat, I very often tip above what they should get you know they say you're supposed to give like 15 percent or whatever it is i'll usually go above that as a way to say hey i'm connecting with you waiter or waitress i get it that you put in the extra effort you put in the extra effort to ask me about my day you put in the extra effort to tell me about a dish you really liked or didn't like or who knows what but but you know and 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 i reward that the same way as if they go backwards, if my food's late, if it's cold, if the waiter's being an asshole, and sometimes they are, then I'm, I'm not inclined to go, hey, hey, you know what, uh, Sarah, can I just say something? I had, oh, this is, I just had the most horrible experience here. I mean, can I tell you, sit down, sit down, Sarah. Can I tell you, the food was horrible. Um, it was cold. You were late. You got my order wrong. There was hair in my Coca-Cola. Um, you forgot to bring our dessert. And your attitude really sucked. Can I just, can I, what can I do for you? Will you take, let, put your hand out. Let me press this $50 bill into your hand. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for your shitty attitude and your bullshit service. You know what? Here's another hundred. Take a hundred and fifty. I know my meal was only, you know, uh, twenty-one dollars, but here's a hundred and fifty dollars for being a douche. Thank you. I want to reward you. No. And and by the way, if you can't live with that as a waiter or waitress, don't come crying to me. If at the end of the night you go, oh, man, I only made like $80 in tips. And, 
you have to look at that and go, well, maybe you did something wrong. Maybe uh, you weren't. Maybe you weren't on your game. I don't know. Now, in, in the event that you you did get a table full of misers or a bunch of cheapskates, okay, I feel sorry for you. That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen no matter how great you are. But uh, as far as uh, me and and this pavement pounder who called in and and uh, I don't know how many of you out there feel the same way, but uh, uh-uh. If you if you do a crappy job, I ain't tipping. And and like and like the caller said, yeah, sometimes it's the chef's fault. Sometimes the chef gets back there and he's overwhelmed and he can't get the food out on time and blah blah blah. But I, I hate to say it, it's it's all part of the system. And that's up to each consumer to recognize, you know, if you have a waitress or a waiter who's just an angel and the sweetest thing, and you can see the frustration, and they're like, I'm so sorry. I know I've been over to your table three times that we're just so backed up in the kitchen. Can I give you, can, can I refill your soda for you? Can I, can I give you a hand massage? Can I blow dry your hair? What, what can I do? If you recognize that, that, that everything's backed up and, and the waiter, it's beyond the waiter's control and you can see that they're, they're uh, remorseful about it and that they're, they're trying their very best, use your common sense. Okay, if I, if I saw that, yes, I would still tip the waiter. I'd be like, you know, I'd almost feel compassion. I'd almost feel s sorry for the waiter because you could see they were doing, doing the best they could, but they were kind of a victim to circumstance. And I think the average consumer recognizes that. But I think what this caller is saying is if, if you get an out-and-out -out shitty waiter or waitress and have a shitty experience, I don't think... You should ever be expected to tip that person. I I agree with you. Let's go out to uh, let's go out to a restaurant. Let's go to Sizzler. Let's me and you go to out to uh, you know the Golden Corral or somewhere together, and let's celebrate. Let's celebrate that we agree on this, and just to prove we agree on it, let's let's stiff the waiter. We'll order tons of food. And when they give us the bill, we'll just pull out a Sharpie and write F you on it and leave them some Canadian change. How about that? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like I said, I, I worked in the restaurant industry for a little bit. I, I get it. But even though I worked in it, I still, even me, would not expect to get rewarded if I did a crappy job. So there you go. Thank you for that call. Unbelievable call, and uh, there's my, my answer. And, uh, you know, if you want to get your uh, your phone call on the uh, on the show, on the Harlan Highway, you can certainly do so, 323-739-4330. And uh, maybe you disagree with this whole waiter story. Maybe you want to – maybe you are a waiter or a waitress and you're, you're boiling mad. Or maybe you totally agree. Maybe you want to call in and leave a message of your own and tell me and this other guy to go jump in the lake at Denny's or something. Or maybe you're like, you want to like back us up. But uh, maybe you just want to talk about anything. 323-739-4330. Love hearing from you guys. And uh, I think we'll leave it right there.
We'll leave it right there for today's show. Um, thanks for, for listening, everybody. And, uh, and uh, for your phone calls, if you want to write, you can write me at harlemwilliams.com. Uh, also, when you're at harlemwilliams.com, uh, check out um, the, uh, the web store. We have some great gifts on there for you. Um, and, uh, if you want to see me live, if you want to see me doing stand-up comedy live, which is always a treat, and I do expect a tip, by the way, when I do a kick-ass show, I do expect it. I'm like a stripper. You better throw some ones and stuff at the stage. I'm not up there being funny for nothing. Oh yeah. You better tip my ass. Uh, I'm going to be in Denver, Colorado, October 23rd and 24th, two nights only, Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday, October 23rd, 24th. Get your tickets. I'll be at the Comedy Works, amazing club, unbelievable, great city. Uh, I can't wait to get out there. So uh, get your tickets online at harlemwilliams.com. Just click on my uh, comedy uh, schedule link, and you will uh, be led to the place. Um, also, uh, please get the new app. It's free, the Harland Highway app. It just lets you uh, click on your phone and listen to the podcast wherever you go. Totally free. And then uh, there is a premium package for, I think it's 8 or $9. You get all the backlogged episodes, 700 of them for God's sakes. And I'm going to be doing some uh, bonus material in the upcoming months that you will only get if you subscribe to the premium package. Money that uh, we put towards uh, the podcast and keeping it up and running and healthy. Uh, So uh, please check that out. Just go to your app store and type in the Harland Highway and you're off to the races. Um, If there's any technical glitches when you download the app, there is a tech support button. Uh, on the app, and uh, you will be able to uh, you'll be able to reach out to the the app builders, and they should be able to resolve your problem. But so far, there's only been a few little minor glitches for some people, um, and that could be uh, based on the age of your phone and the system you're using. So if if you're having glitches uh, with my with my new app, for God's sakes, go out and buy a new six hundred dollar phone. So you can listen to my free app. So basically for $600, you get my free app. No, not too soon. Okay. Um, and that's about it, gang. <clears throat> um, I hope you're, uh, you're having a fun fall. Summer is over. We're into the football season. And uh, let's, let's have some fun leading up towards, uh, towards December. And uh, it's gonna be gonna be a fun fall here on the Harland Highway. So that's it. Keep it real in the deal. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? There's been a load of compromising on the road to my horizon, but I'm gonna be where the lights. Are shining on me like a rhinestone cowboy.